We're on page five, starting of Sif Dalid of the Mimer. And the previous page, we're just speaking about that even before this desire that Hashem had to be king, there was something called the Ratzin Mukhlut, meaning that it's not something which came through any type of his Eurus or a revealed Ratzin. Because the whole idea of Ratzin is a Hamshach, as a revelation, some type of drawing to, of the of the person, or in this case of the of Hashem of divinity towards something outside of itself, so to say, an entity outside that feels itself separate from from divinity. But here, Ratzin Mukhlut is not any Hamshach or Gili at all. Rather, like we see in the person, that there are certain things which he decided and he agreed upon within himself, and nevertheless he doesn't have any desire for these things yet. It just, it was, He decided that this is something which is fitting for my personality, and this idea is a fitting thing to want, is something which is worthy to want. But he doesn't yet want it. But nevertheless, after a certain time, being that it's already mukhlat inside of him, he decided that this is a worthy thing, he's going to end up coming to Yisrael Yisrael. So to above, this Ratzin, of the Ratzin Mukhot of Hashem, is not Yisrael, it's not an actual arousal of a revealed Ratzin at all, and, not, and there's no type of Meshach here yet. And therefore you can't call it a real, a true Ratzin. Rather, it's just a Machshava. It arose in Hashem's thought to be the idea of being a king. But nothing about the will, the desire to be a king. It's still hidden within Hashem's essence. But the reason for this thought the, the fact that Hashem even had a thought before the will, before the desire, the reason I had the thought to be a king is because the root of Malchus is within Hashem's very essence. As it's known that Malchus is rooted, even though it's the lowest sphere, it's, root, it's rooted higher than all the other spheres. It's rooted in the primordial essence of Hashem. Um, just like after the Tzimtzum, as it's known that everything has a revealed tradition, a and a concealed shredish, the revealed shredish of Malchus within the levels within Seder Yishtalshalus is in the highest level, Radlo, the inner core of Kesser, which is totally removed from everything else, all the other spheres of Atzilus. And so too, in its original shredish of Malchus, it's rooted all the way in the essence of Hashem, which is even above the Oyir, the revelation of, of the infinite revelation of divinity. So because of this source of Malchus in the essence of Hashem, therefore Hashem was aroused to think about this idea of being king, and therefore it was a decision, a worthy, so to say, idea for Hashem to be king, because it's something which is already rooted within his very essence. And in the, even a deeper idea of this idea of Ratzin Mukhlat is that there is a Ratzin Mukhlat, a decided will, which is even higher than the this thought, or this will, this pre- previous explanation of Ratzin Mukhlat. And it is the fact, it's something which is not is not aroused at all. I mean, this desire... It's not that Hashem was aroused and he thought about it and it decided, so to say, decided about this concept, this idea. Rather, it's mukhlat be'etzim and sa'da'etzim. It's something inherently decided upon, essentially decided upon. Like the analogy about this in a person, that a person becomes aroused for the idea of having a house. Even though before this arousal, um, even before this arousal, he had the desire for a house, but it was so hidden within himself and so deep within his soul that even he himself wasn't aware of this desire to have a house. Like we know, the sages say that every person, if he's a person, whatever he, whatever type of person he is, he has a, a essential desire to have a house. It's something which is essentially, inherently decided upon within himself. 
And it's something which he didn't decide. It's something just part of his essence. So it becomes the decision to have this house is just because of the very essence of who he is. Being that he's kol adam any adam, any person who doesn't own land is not a person. His own property is he's lacking in his shlemus of being a person. And therefore, this it was inherently decided that he wants to have a house. And it really matters to the whole essence of who he is. And so it's nothing that he was aroused upon or he thought about and decided upon. It's rather something which is inherently decided. And afterwards, when he started thinking about the idea of having a house, it seems like it's a whole new concept. Beforehand, he never thought about this idea of having a house. But the truth is that it was so deeply rooted within him that he wasn't aware that he had this desire all along. And it's just a revelation of what he already had deep down. But it seems like to the person, because it's so deep within him and he's not aware of it, it seems like it's a new existence, this idea. So to above in godliness, the desire of Hashem to be king over all the worlds, um, that there is within this desire a rotsin mukhlat, meaning inherently decided within Hashem's very essence, which is not in a state of hisaitus at all or regili at all. It's something which is inherently decided because the root of malchus is within Hashem's essence, and therefore the desire to be king is something which is, in, so to say, essentially decided within Hashem. It's an essential quality that being that Hashem is Hashem, so to say, he must desire kingship. Um, but it's to- totally hidden within Hashem's very essence. And that is the source for the eventual eventual de- revealed desire to be a king over worlds. I mean, the fact that Hashem desired in a revealed a revealed desire to be king is because, uh, and it was able to be aroused by the Nivroim, by the creations, and their bittle, the display of bittle to him, it's because it was already inherently decided within Hashem, this idea of being king. Starting on the top of page 5, when this arousal of this desire of Hashem to be king, so when we arouse Hashem's desire on Rosh Hashanah, by displaying our bittle to Him, like we've explained earlier, and requesting and supplicating before Hashem that He should be king over the whole worlds, so this day of coronation, which arouses Hashem's desire to be king, through that, it's drawing down a a renewal of the vitality of the life force of all the worlds and all the creations. This is the explanation of the saying that we say in Davening, that Hashem renews in His goodness every single day, constantly, the work of creation. And the main diuk here is going to be on the word betuvay, and His goodness. So here there's two ideas expressed in this statement. One thing is that Hashem, He renews the work of creation in His goodness. That this renewal of the vitality of creation, which comes through, which is aroused by the creations, arousing Hashem to renew this chayas, like we just said, which is through their display of bittel through Hashem and Rosh Hashanah, so this renewal of vitality of all of creation, which comes about through the nivroim, through the creations, meaning that these physical creations, the physical corporeal creations that have a body, and a very coarse body, flesh, says in Yiddish here, literally made up of just flesh, that should be able to have the ability to arouse the deep-rooted desire of Hashem, which is rooted in His very essence, to be king, this is only because of Hashem's essential goodness. Meaning the fact that a physical creation, which is obviously no comparison to the Creator, and this low, low creation, which is invested in a physical, coarse body, should have the ability to arouse the Creator, who is totally removed from Him, is only because of the essential goodness, the unlimited goodness of Hashem. 
Therefore, because he's so good, he, he allows even this lowly creation to arouse him. This is this idea of this betuvay, his great goodness. It allows us to arouse him is even higher than the concept that explains in Chassidus of the Dei Rachman, Hashem's great mercy, which comes. He's so merciful because he's so high. Therefore, he has mercy. He has mercy on the lowest. Like there's known that the idea of Rachman is davke shayich on the very very lofty thing. The loftier it is, the more Rachmanus there is on the lower entity, which the Rachmanus applies to. So this idea of betuvei mechadish b'kolim tovim betuvei his great goodness to allow us to arouse him is even higher than the concept of mercy which comes about because of the exalted state of the person that's being merciful. The teva that the nature of somebody who is very, very lofty is to have mercy on the entities which are so much lower than him. This idea of rachim, of mercy, and specifically the one who is very lofty has mercy, exists even even at least even in the concepts of the creator in the creations this concept of mercy so therefore if it exists by us by the creations therefore it cannot be this true idea of betuvay only in Hashem's great goodness he allows us to arouse him there's something which already exists in the creation which is not the case of this idea this concept that the creations lowly creations invested in physical bodies should be able to arouse Hashem's essential will to be king, that this will should take on a re- real expression, become revealed, should be a revealed desire to be king. This only can stem, this only can derive from Hashem's essential goodness of the infinite essence of Hashem. Meaning, this is something, this is a concept that is not possible to relate to in the created beings. We can, we can understand this idea of the teva, the, the nature of somebody who's lofty is to have mercy on those lowly beings because he sees the laughter he is, he sees that how, how lowly these things are and has great mercy for them. But this idea that these lowly creations should be able to arouse Hashem's essential desire to be king and bring it to a revealed state, this does not exist. This only can be because of Hashem's infinite goodness and his essential goodness. Creations have no concept of this whatsoever. And this is what it means. Hashem enlivens within his, he, he renews the life force of all of creation in his great goodness. Meaning the renewal of the life force of all of creation is only the fact that we can arouse this renewal of the vitality of all of creation is only because of Hashem's essential goodness that he even allows the lowly creations to arouse him and bring about this his desire which is rooted in his very essence to bring about a revelation of that desire. Abeis, the second idea which is expressed in this moment of Amachadish between B'cholim Tamei Zivreshis, the Ischad Razu, he to me, the second says, B'cholim Tamei, this is this renewal of vitality of all of creation is constant. It's a Ischad Razu to me, this Bezel B'cholim Tamei Tamei Zivreshis. Every single day, the work of creation, Hashem enlivens B'tamadabru. What's the reason why it has to be a constant renewal? Lias the Sabbath so Ilumus Ubederech Bria Yeshmein, being that the creation of the worlds is in a way of Yeshmein of something from nothing. Meaning that this existence which is created does not have a revealed source. It didn't come from anywhere. It's the first time, so to say, it's being created. And being that this is a any type of thing which has a new creation has to be constantly renewed from its source. And that's the idea that the ayin, meaning the godly source which brings it to existence, these worlds, is constantly found within the entity which it, which it is enlivening, which it is bringing into existence. Um, and usually, in Tzayir Shaykh Amunah brings the muscle of the Kriyas Yamsuf, the fact that the nature of water changed to be like the nature of a wall, to stand up straight, 
meaning you're creating a new nature within the water, which is a Bria Yesh for the water, that only could happen if Hashem constantly had the uh, the Ruach Kadim Kolalayla, there's to be a constant wind to change the, the nature of the water. Like another place, in order for a rock to fly, it has to be the Koyach Hazrika invested always in the rock. And if not that, then it will fall down back to its original state. Anytime you bring a yesh a new, a new quality, a new within a created thing, it has to be a constant force pushing it. And obviously, all the more so when it applies to a totally new creation, where this is this yesh, everything, anything which is created is a totally new creation. Obviously, it has to be constant, and it cannot exist without this constant renewal. We'll understand this more from what we see in the physical. What we see clearly. In our physical reality, in the garments of the soul, which are thought, speech, and action, which it's known that these are the garments of the soul, meaning the soul, which is more defined by the seichel amides, the intellect, the emotions, but the garments of the expression of the soul, how it expresses its intellect and its emotions is through the garments of thought, speech, and action. That's one reason why they're called garments. But these garments are yesh me'ayin, or me'ayin the yesh, they're from nothing to something. The thought, the letters of thought, the letters of speech, the action, Deriving from the soul is like a yesh a new existence. Now let's explain this. Because thought comes in a way of yesh from nothing to something, like it has no source whatsoever. From the intellect and from the emotions, all of a sudden comes these letters, these letters of thought. So thought from the soul itself, which is most of the time in general defined as seichel amides, intellect and emotions, is in a way it's derived in a way of yesh like it has no source whatsoever, a new creation. A new entity. The because the main concept, main quality of thought is the letters of thought. That's the main thing which defines thought. That you start to think in letters, whereas seichel is totally divested of letters. It's just the intellectualizing logic of it, an idea. Whereas machshava, now you start to think about the intellectual idea within with letters. So the bringing to being of these letters of thought is a totally new creation in a way of yeshmeayin from nothing to something. Like it has no source has no direct source, which you can say there it came from this idea, from this level within the soul. It's a new creation, which didn't exist within Seichel, this idea of Oisis. Because if the letters which exist within your thought are letters which you can feel, which you can sense, you can realize that you're thinking within letters. Whereas before thought, there is no sense, there is no felt letters, even though within Seichel, any basically explains in other places. So there's any any gilu which a person has, even to himself. Meaning the fact that you can you're aware of an intellectual concept, but you're intellectualizing within your seichel, within your chacham bina das, your keches seichel is also being revealed to you and being you're aware of it only because there's there's aces. But they're so spiritual that state. They're so abstract that you don't you don't recognize them. You don't feel them at all. You don't sense them. Whereas the thought, the letters of thought are totally sensed, totally felt. So therefore, the letters of thought. And their quality of being sensed by the person are totally like a bria yeshman, a new creation. And before thought, there, there never existed this a concept of really sensed, felt oasis. To Pidish Inyan oasis and Murgoshim, what does it mean that these thought, these letters which exist in thought are now totally felt? That means that they are letters which now have the quality of being, of limiting, limiting and defining. Fagam, meaning that now the letters in thought, they take the intellectual idea which you were just logically thinking about the logic about and then your seichel intellectualizing now they limit it expressed in a certain ways only through these certain kalim these channels of these certain oasis 
So it means the fact that they're Mergoshim now, it gives a def- definition to your intellectual ideas and a, a, a limitation to them. Even though the con- even though letters do exist within the actual faculty, the, the powers of the soul within your Seichel Amides. Like, for example, the letters even exist within your power of Chachma, your Ratzin, your will, your tiny, your pleasure. But not, the letters at this stage are not yet a, you can't really define them and call them letters yet. Because they are the core, the essence of letters. They're not the actual Metzius, the Yeshis, the entity of letters yet. It's just the, this is the, the core, the essence of that letters. What does that mean? That now we start to bring out this concept that there's, within letters, there's the idea of the muhus of the letters, the, the essence of them, and then there's more of the existence of them. Because with any, every entity is made up of the, the core, the essence of it, and the metzius of it, the existence of it. Two separate ideas. The essence of the thing, and then the existence, the yeshes, so to say, the matter of that thing. The muhus of the the essence of the thing, of the matter, of the entity, is the revelation of it, meaning the flaw of it, the amazing, uh, amazingness of it, the removedness of it, haflo, it's how it's very removed from existence. Whereas the existence of the thing is rather the definition of it, the limitation of it, the expression of it, and how it's limited in a specific expression. So the muhus is the revelation, the inner core of that, and how it's removed from the entrapments of meaning the definitions, the existence, the matter of creation, and the matthias of it is really the more the matter and how this entity is defined is limited. So to exist, the idea well we can apply this to oasis to letters. There's two concepts within letters. The essence, the core of letters is the revelation, how letters, the, the aspect of letters which are very removed from being just defined and limited. The Oasis Hemam Shachis. So what is this Mahus of Oasis? It's the idea that Oasis just imply this idea of Hamshachis, a drawing down revelation of a of something. The Ois Hulashan Hava. Because the actual word in Hebrew Ois implies Hava. It means a Hava, a bringing into being, a bringing a bringing out a revelation of Hamshachah. Like we see in, in the verse, the Asa made of It uses the word Asa, which is the word Ois. That Hashem comes, from the many, many multitudes of angels and also baker the verse says also baker the morning came so we see the word ois implies which means it's something which is drawn from another place and it came here and it came to into a revealed express state like when the morning comes the light of the morning comes it's called also it's come it's it came it arrived so anytime when you're talking about a revelation, a drawing down of energy, of light, this is expressed by the idea of Isis. And this is the mhus of Isis. What is the essence, the core of the idea of Isis? Is the true spirituality, the vitality behind the Isis, which is the idea of just the expression, the revelation that Isis imply. Any basically any revelation. So we said at the beginning that when we're defining the muhus and the metzius, everything is made up of muhus and metzius. What is the muhus? It's the muhus adaver is the gili v'hafloshalai, the revelation and the haflo of it. So now we've just explained the gili of the, so the muhus is really made up of two parts, the gili of the thing and the haflo of it. So the gili of the idea of oasis is this idea 
how what is the essence of Oasis? It's just the revelation. It's the Hava, it's anything. Now, what's the flow of Oasis? Oasis also have this concept of the flaw. They're re- removed, their lofty state. The fact that letters actually make a person wiser and they reveal the depth of which is hidden within this idea which the letters are expressing. This is the flaw of Oasis. Besides the fact that Oasis are a channel that express the intellectual idea through them, which is just the regular explanation of what the actual letters mean, or what the words mean in the sentence, they reveal to you, they channel to you the intellectual idea, which is channeled through them, they reveal to you that idea. Besides that, letters also add an additional thing. There's This is the flaw of Oasis, the amazing, more removed quality of Oasis, that they are machimis. They make a person wiser. Meaning they have the ability, they have this amazing ability to reveal the depth, the deeper depth of the concept. And that's why we always say that a person said when you're that you should be chazer a thing in the actual letters of the Isis Arav are in general to reveal when you review your studies etc and reveal review it with the actual Isis because they have a superior quality to them that they able to bring a person even more chachma besides just channeling the idea that the Isis are expressing they're even able to bring to a person an even deeper understanding and that's why when a person talks about something, sometimes they're just thinking about it to themselves. It's hard. They don't get it. All of a sudden, they say, I, I talked to somebody else. You say, I'm trying to explain it to them. And you, say, and you realize that you're getting it as you're, as you're bringing it out into Oasis. You're all of a sudden understanding it a lot a lot more. You just needed to talk about it. You need to bring it out into Oasis, from Akshava to Oasis. Or from Akshava, which also has Oasis, but in, in the Akshava in, in, in Dibur is a real Oasis. So the idea of Oasis is machimis. This is the flaw of Oasis, that they have this quality, this amazing quality to bring a person even more chokhmah, more understanding of a concept, besides just the fact that they channel the actual concept through the words of the sentence or whatever the words which are making up this explanation, this idea. That's the flaw. So this is all in the mahus of Oasis. This is all applying to the essence, the core of Oasis. They're gili of them and the hafla of them. But the metzias, the existence, more the matter, not the spiritual aspect, but the matter, the, the more um, physical, so to say, defined, limited aspect of Oasis is the fact that they limit and they define whatever the concept is being channeled through them. That is the metzias of Oasis. So now we can understand the difference between letters, how they exist within thought, and how they exist within the spiritual powers of the soul, like the Seichel Midis. So the letters which exist in the, in the faculties of powers of the soul, like and will and pleasure, how they exist, how these kaychas exist in their the essence, in their their essence, not in their meaning, not in their revealed state, but more how they exist within the soul. Letters that exist within these kaychas are mahusay shabaisis. It's only the mahus, the essence of oasis. 
Only the idea of Gili, which is the Behus of the Oasis, the fact that the Oasis have the ability to bring in awareness of whatever the person is relating to in these Koyches of the soul. In any revelation, when we're applying it to something which is in the essence, like here, we're saying the idea of Oasis, which is the Mahus of Oasis, how it exists within the Koyches of the Nefesh, which is Koyches of the nefesh are relating to the actual essence of what the soul is, whereas the levushim, the machshav, the remaisa of the soul, are not the essence of the soul, they're just the more external layers of the soul. So any revelation, how you apply it, how you relate it to the essence of something, is not a revelation of something which is a entity in in and of itself. Whenever you're applying a gili to the etzim of something, within the etzim of something. So the gili here, which is in the actual kaychas of the soul, it's not a gili of something which is really an entity of itself. Rather, this power of revelation which exists within the kaychas and the nefesh is not in its own entity in and of itself yet, at that stage of the kaychas of the soul. Rather, it's still included within the essence of these powers of the soul, the essence of the chokma, of rotzin, etc. It's not its own koyach yet. It's so deeply absorbed and overwhelmed by these essential koyachs because it's part of the essence of the soul. Therefore, it's not its own entity yet. Meaning that this idea of oisius which exists in these koyachs, these essential soul powers, is really just the ability that these powers have to express themselves, the koyach within these powers. But this koyach is not a entity in and of itself. It's just the ability the potential that these powers have to come to expression. So that's the concept of Oasis which exists within them, which is obviously not a real expression of Oasis. This is just the Mahus of Oasis. The fact that Oasis means expression. So the, these powers have the potential to be expressed, whether it comes to Rotzin or Tainug or Chachma, that is the idea of Oasis within them, the ability that they have to come into a state of revelation. And so too, so now we've spoken about Chachma, Ratzin, and Tainug, so now let's go even lower than those, lower than the Seichel, now into the Midas, which is also part of the Keiches, the essential soul powers, when we're talking about the essence of the emotions, not how they have taken on an expression yet. Like we said earlier, um, relating to these other powers of the of Chachma, Ratzin, and Tainug, we said, how they're still within their essential state before they've become revealed. So when you're talking about the actual powers themselves, the actual emotions themselves, in their very essence, that we're regarding the essence, meaning the essence of the emotions. So the emotions are equal in their definition of their idea, of their teichen, to the essence of the koiches, to the essence of the soul powers. So even though midas are lower in the koiches of the soul, than the an intellect, or then rotzin, tainik, for sure. But nevertheless, being that we're talking about the essence of the emotions, how they're totally one with the essence of the soul, so they're totally equal in their idea of what they are to the essence of the other koiches of chachma, of rotzin, of tainik, being that we're still talking about these are soul powers, not like unlike the levushi nefesh machshav maisa, which are already more external layers of the soul. This is the explanation of the idea, which is... Which is um, Explained, clarified in the works of Kabbalah. Regarding the partsufim, the group of Sfiris, which is made up of Zo, Zir Ampin, which is the Midois of Atsilis, and Malchus. Turning the page, the parts of Apnimi de Malchus, who parts of Echodimazah, 
but the inner parts of, of Malchus, meaning the inner core of Malchus, is in the same level, it's totally equal with Za, with Midas, the Midas of Atilis. So this is what we're saying here, that the essence of the Midas, even though these are lower than the faculty, faculty of the soul of the intellectual faculties, of Chochmah, etc. Nevertheless, the essence of the Midas are totally equal to the essence of these higher Kaychis. And that's what explains in Kabbalah that regarding Za and Malchus, the inner core of Malchus is the same as Za, which is higher than it. So the inner core of the Midas is the same as these higher Kaychis of, of, of Chochmah, of Rotten and Tanim. It's known about the Sphiris of Za and Malchus, the Midas and Malchus. Hine, Sphiris Za. Za is the, like I said, is the, is the emotions, the essence of the emotions. And the sphere of Malchus in general is the power of revelation. Malchus is always the idea of which the channel, which channels the energy of the higher spheres into the lower worlds. Well, parts of Apnimi, the sphere of Malchus, and the inner core of Malchus, which, like we said, the inner core of all these Kaychis of the Nefesh or Kaychis of, of, of Godness, the spheres. Is what is the inner core of Malchus? It's the Koyach Agili. It's the it's a, a potential to be revealed, and that's the whole definition of Malchus. Is this idea of revelation? Who part of Echadimiza is totally one with the idea of the of the emotions? Hakavana the Koyach Agili who which basically we mean here to say what comes out from the Sefer Kabbalah is that the Koyach Agili, the potential, the power for revelation is still included within the essence of this Koyach, whatever it may be. So, the parts of Apnimi of Malchus, which is the Kayach Agili of Malchus, is totally one with the parts of Zah, with the Midas. Zah and Malchus, Zah is the Midas, and Malchus is the Kayach Agili. And the parts of Apnimi of Malchus is the Kayach Agili of Malchus, meaning the inner core of Malchus is its idea of revelation of Malchus. It's totally one with the essence of the Midas. So we see that the Gili, the Kayach Agili, even of Midas, the power that the Midas, even the Midas have to be revealed, is still part of the Midas themselves. It's not its own entity yet, separate from the essential powers of emotions. So, basically, we see that the idea of Oasis, how they exist within the Kaychis of the Nefesh, before we're talking about, we descended to the Levushia Nefesh, is just the Mahus of Oasis, the Koyach Agili. And this is something which is still totally one with the powers themselves. It's just the potential that these powers have to become expressed, to become revealed. But not the Metzius of Asius at all. Whereas within the Levushia Nefesh, within the Machshava, starting Machshava, here you start to have actual Oisius Margoshim, sensed, felt Oisius. Meaning you start to have the Metzius of Asius, which means the aspect of Oisius where they start to define and limit the concept which is being expressed through them. Whereas in the Kreichas Nefesh, you don't have this limitation of Oisius. All you have is the mahus of the Oasis, meaning the, the aspect of Gili. Any of these Kreichas, Rotz and Tainuk, even though they're so high, they still have the power to eventually, the potential to become revealed, to become expressed. So, But they do not have the aspect of Oasis which limit these Kreichas yet. The limitation of Oasis only starts within Machshava. So now this is going to bring us back to what we're saying, that the idea of Machadish Betuvay, Shem enlivening, renewing the life force of all of creation, it's in a way of a chidush, a totally yeshmi'ayin type of thing. And therefore, it has to be a constant chidush, a constant investment of the power of being mechadish into the mechudush. And so he said, we understand this through understanding the, what we see clearly in the Levushia Nefesh, Machshav Dibur Maisa, that they are yeshmi'ayin. Machshava comes 
Yesh me'ayin, a totally new creation from the Seichel Amidis. Because the main idea of Machshavah is Oisius. And Oisius is a t- totally new existence compared to Seichel. Because Oisius and Machshavah are felt. And before Machshavah, there was no felt, there was no sense to Oisius. Meaning that they're now, a, they, the Oisius and Machshavah are limitations. They define whatever you thought in your Seichel, they define it now. Even though Oisius exists in the Kaychas and Nefesh, like in Chachma and Ratzin and Tainu, nevertheless, the Oisius there. It's not the metzius of Isis. It's not the definition, the limitation of Isis. It's rather just the Kech Agili exists within these Kechis. So therefore, you can understand how Isis of Machshava, Machshava, Dibur Meisar, are Yashmi Ayin, Agabe, the Nefesh itself, which is made up of the Kechis of the soul, which is Seichel Amidis. Seichel Amidis, even though they do have Isis, but they only have the Mahus of Isis, the Kech Agili, the potential revelation which these Kechis have, but, but they don't have the metzius of Isis. Therefore, Machshava, which has the Metzius, Oasis Mergoshim, the limitation of Oasis, is a Yashmeyayin compared to the Kechaz Nefesh, which only have the Mahus of Oasis, the Kechagili, which is totally one with the actual Kechaz himself. We'll stop there on the beginning of, on page six, the beginning of the next Sif for the Maimer.